welcome to creating wealth through passive apartment investing podcast in this show we will discuss about best and worst experiences about passive and active apartment investing and i am your host ramakrishna let's begin the show today's our guest is george abreu from elevate commercial investment group welcome george thank you for having me thanks for being on the show a little bit about george george is ceo of elevate commercial investment group he has been investing in real estate for over 14 years now he started in single family and small multifamily properties for the past 3 years he has been sole focused on large multifamily properties he currently an active and passive full time multifamily real estate investor he has 1720 doors on the gp side and over 1400 plus doors on the lp side he also own a construction company jnt construction his strong points are locating deals due diligence and executing capex and raising equity so with that charge would you like to add anything to your background you pretty much summed it up you know i did uh, i also have done a lot of single family investments that's how i started a lot of fix and flips and some holds but um eventually ended up in multifamily and that's where my passion is great how did you start into real estate and multifamily so real estate in general you know i started looking during college so i was starting to be an electrical engineer and a couple years in i realized that wasn't what i wanted to do so i started doing some research and i knew i wanted to to build a large a large amount of wealth and i don't know if that's maybe because i didn't i didn't come from much and i did have uh some family members that started their own business and whatnot but uh for some reason i had that drive in me so as i did my research and i looked at successful individuals a lot of them their path of creating that generational type wealth came from real estate so i started uh I'm really digging into real estate investing and eventually hired a coach taught me how to fix and flip properties wholesale properties and that's how I got started did enough deals to where at that point I had a, a W2 as an engineer and um ended up quitting that and doing uh real estate full time that was about 14 years ago great so what challenges you faced during early stages of your multifamily journey and how did you overcome them you know biggest challenge was kind of when I started looking more into multifamily and knowing that 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 was the path I wanted to head down was um the knowledge you know how to properly underwrite a deal you know when to use a rule of thumb when not to use a rule of thumb just all the calculations and and just really getting the underwriting to where I felt comfortable with it and then once I had that the next obstacle was actually finding a deal I live in Dallas uh DFW and very hot market very hard to find a good deal So um I don't know I think I underwrote maybe over 100 deals before the first one penciled out and yeah I mean those were the main obstacles in the beginning How long it took to find first deal I mean and get accepted Get accepted Yeah it took uh we're talking about time wise maybe a good uh 8 months or so Right so what are your current focus markets and what is the reason charge Mainly throughout Texas sub markets we we own quite a bit in Houston and then around Dallas currently on property in Temple and we're always looking in the smaller but um still close enough to one of the larger cities of of Texas and then we've also been focusing on Oklahoma but pretty much we're open to go where the deal is we've put together some systems and processes where we feel comfortable if we need to go to a different market that we can do so great so what is the reason of selecting those markets so we look at different metrics population wise you know we like to try to have at least 100,000 in popul- 
population and then a trending population growth. And um, we like to really dig into what's driving that economy. And with the things that happened with COVID, you know, we want to really see what drives that economy and ensure that it's diverse enough to withstand recession and pandemic at this point. Okay, great. And what type of properties your company invests and what size? Over 100 plus units, the bigger, the better. B and C class starting to look a little bit more into the B class, but we'll, we'll still take down the, the C class properties. And that, you know, with the construction background, there's not much that, that we're scared of as far as taking down, as long as we have a good idea of what we're getting into and what, what it's going to cost. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't have any restrictions as far as roofing, you know, whether it needs to be a flat roof or a slope roof or different things like that. Great. So what kind of due diligence you would perform on your property? On the due diligence, we do pretty extensive due diligence. We uh, we get a lot of professionals out to, to look at certain things like the, we test all the sewer lines, definitely get all the roofs inspected. We get, we walk every single unit. We want to make sure we don't miss any down units or, you know, just anything as far as what condition the units are in. Foundation's pretty big in, in Texas. There's a lot of shifting of the foundation. So we take a good look at that. You know, you got your concrete and then you got uh, your exteriors. You know, we take look to see if there's um, rotted wood and whatever it is you know if it's stucco we take a good look at the stucco I've seen some some pretty bad issues with stucco where it looks okay but then when you actually get into it it's it's all rotted inside I think what else uh, major so you know your major components are your mechanical chillers boilers we're all gonna not just personally take a look at it you know we're gonna have somebody that's certified to inspect that and really tell us what kind of condition it's in and what it's gonna need to continue functioning properly and then we look at the upgrades at the same time so we don't just keep due diligence for deferred maintenance you know we take a close look at what we're going to upgrade and what's that going to cost so before the due diligence expires we have a pretty good idea of what the capex budget is going to be awesome and how do you find right contractors and how to make sure that your capex is done correctly there's a one we own a construction company so we're the gc on our own projects but um you know there are times where we got to find subcontractors and you know i stress this a lot which is you got to vet them. You, you got to take your time. It seems like a lot of investors kind of put it off and then they rush to get it started. It's really not something, you know, if you're going to trust somebody with a million dollar, $5 million CapEx project, you want to make sure you've taken your time to vet them properly, that you've called references, that you've checked them online. If a contractor doesn't have presence online right now, that's alarming. It's a red flag with nowadays and then you want to really before you hire a contractor you really want to dig into their their systems and processes this i rarely ever see is you know you want to know how they handle change orders how they are going to keep you updated throughout the project if they have insurance you want to make sure you get added to their insurance as an additionally insured yeah i think that that pretty much covers it thanks for sharing that and what kind of renovations and what level of renovations your group would perform on these properties so i mean we've done all all types you know we we've gone in and and done a full gut full transformation rebranding of of a property knocking out walls replacing pretty much everything and then we've also gone in and resurfaced countertops painted and just replaced fixtures so it pretty much depends on the market and what we think return on investment right you know if, if yep. we're going to spend 10,000 on it we want to make sure that we're going to get a good return on investment on that and if it's in a so we we own a property in, in a smaller city in Oklahoma and you know, we didn't do an extensive renovation to the units there because we knew we weren't going to get that return on the investment. So that one, we did lighter upgrades and we still hit our projections. So what's your typical budget in Oklahoma versus 
Texas. You know, you can go from spending 5,000 a unit in Oklahoma to Dallas, you know, spending 10 to 15,000, depending on what type of rent bumps you're trying to hit and, you know, what the market can absorb. Right. Yeah. So how long it will take to renovate one unit? You know, it, it depends on obviously we just talked about the different renovations. So, I mean, if it's the 5,000 per unit we're talking about, which is mainly paint renovations and replacing some fixtures, we can get that done within a week. And then if it's a little more extensive where you're replacing countertops, flooring, possibly cabinets or, or cabinet fronts, you know, that starts turning into maybe two to three weeks. Okay, great. So you have construction background, right? So what size of deals uh, your group will perform from construction point of view? So, I mean, it depends how many projects we have going on. Our, our sweet spot is in the 150 plus units up to, you know, 350, 400 units. But if we're in between large projects, you know, maybe we'll take something smaller. Does that make sense? Yes. So for that size, how long it will take to complete from starting? Two 200 unit one, looking at about maybe 12 months. Okay. And what kind of challenges you faced? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, it's a lot of scheduling and you really know how to, you have to know how to stack that schedule properly where not everybody's working on top of each other. And then um, if you've got uh, materials are delayed for any reason, it can throw off your whole schedule. So you've got to know how to adjust and try to foresee those things before they happen. And yeah, just have a, a good team to, to be able to do that. Right. So would you track any kind of KPIs construction side? Yeah, I mean, budget is, is, is definitely up there. Scheduling, as far as hitting our, our timelines, those are the two main ones. You know, within those two, it can break down further, but making sure we stay within our, our timeline and making sure we stay within budget. So can you tell me about your best apartment construction experience so far? Yeah, so, so far, I would have to say we closed on um, a portfolio last year, at the end of last year. It was a five-property, 1,275-unit portfolio, almost you know $100 million deal, which back when I was doing single-family investments, you know, I never thought I'd be doing something that large. We had to raise $22 million for it. We were able to do that. And um, that's definitely been my best experience so far. Awesome. So any worst apartment construction experience? Worst experience in multifamily has probably been trying to get a heavy value add deal closed right after COVID. You know, we, we kept getting obstacle after obstacle thrown at us. And that has definitely been the most difficult. Okay. So would you share like any obstacles that you, you're facing? Yeah. I mean, as soon as it, so we were literally about two weeks away from, from closing before COVID really uh, hit hard and take it from when the NBA came out and, and canceled their season. And that's when it seemed like it really got real, at least for myself. So I think we we're set to close maybe two weeks after that. We had the issues with the lender. And then uh, on top of that, there was a, a fire at the property and just you name it. We we had obstacle from you know, physical issues at the property from lending. Got it. So what is your current focus and share something you're excited about now? My current focus right now is we've kind of changed our criteria a bit. You, know, you have to, I think you always have to be flexible. Um, I've been through a down cycle. You know, I, I started investing in real estate, I believe in 05. So, you know, I went through the recession and um, you have to stay flexible and, and shift with the cycle. So we're doing that. You know, we were 
all about the the heavy value add deals and leveraging our our construction company. So it's a little more difficult right now to get those type of loans. So we're looking a little bit more into the B class properties that um, just need some more tweaking, some better management, maybe some easy upgrade and going after those deals versus the heavy, heavy value adds. Got it. That makes sense actually. Yep. So one advice that impacted you, George? I would say the biggest thing that uh, has impacted me and, you know, helped me get to where I'm at right now is uh, you said, what am I focusing on right now? Just the word focus in general. A few years back, I was uh, spread pretty thin, really trying to grow the construction company, trying to grow the single family investments, and then also the multifamily all at the same time. And um, it wasn't until that kind of hit me that, you know, energy goes where, where you focus and being spread that thin. It, I just wasn't, I wasn't doing any one of those three things outstanding. So it wasn't until I, I stopped doing single family and altogether and, and really started focusing on the multifamily, making some moves within my construction company. So I could also shift the focus of my construction company to, to multifamily and, and commercial. And that's when things really started taking off. Okay, great. So any of your personal habits that helped you to be successful? Yeah, I'm always aware of my emotions, my habits. You know, I think a lot of us go go through life and don't realize that that we have a choice to not do those bad habits that you do without even thinking anymore. Or the way you act when something happens that you have no control over, you control the way you react to that. So I'm always making sure I'm in the right mindset and I'm focused and that um, I can only control what I can control. Awesome. So any one book that impacted your life and what way? One book. Yeah, I would say probably can't hurt me. I, I read it at a really good time and, and it really helped with my myself development and just um, looking at things differently. Not sure if you've read that one, but it's really good for self-development and, and being able to push yourself further. And how are you giving back to community? So I try to um, give out as much free content as possible, as much um, anywhere that I think I can help. And I feel that sadly, for some reason, you know, our, our school system don't, don't teach us for real life. The curriculum is just doesn't make sense. It doesn't prepare you for, for what happens after high school, you know. So I'm working on developing sort of an education platform and an internship program where we teach all those things that I, I feel should be taught in, in the school system, which has a lot to do with financing and investments. And there's something different other than just going to work for a large company, having your, your retirement plan through the company and working for another however many years and hoping that you have enough for retirement. There's smarter things that you can do before you get to that point to set yourself up for success. Awesome. Yeah. Loved it. So how can listeners can connect with you? They can, they go to my website, elevatecig.com. They'll see, I've got some free content on there. And um, also if they send me an email, at George, which is J-O-R-G-E at ElevateCIG.com. Um, we can connect and I can send over a couple different checklists. I've got a, you know, we talked about hiring a contractor. I've got an ebook I can send over for how to hire a contractor, due diligence checklist that I can also send. Awesome. Thank you, George. I really enjoyed the conversation and thanks for adding value to the show. Thank you. If you like the show, please subscribe, share, rate, and review. And if you want to connect with me, please send me a message info at ushacapital.com. Thank you for listening. Creating Wealth Through Passive Apartment Investing Podcast. I hope you learned something from the show. See you in the next episode. Thank you. 
any information provided from these shows are educational purpose only as always please consult with your own cpa legal and financial advisor before investing